We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What is up, Thunder fans? It is your boy, Taylor Peterson. You can find me at Twitter on Taylor underscore P15. That's Taylor with an E. I have a unique spelling. Um, I am back for the first time in a while with my main basketball watching homie rumble. Unfortunately, unlike the first time we did a postgame podcast, we are here with a loss. The Thunder lost to the Denver Nuggets 105-98. to 98. They did... Not play their best game. It was kind of rough. Um, it was their fifth game in eight days. It was their second night of a back-to-back uh, at home. However, they were short. The Thunder were shorthanded, and I can't forget to mention that. Obviously, they're missing Terrence Ferguson with ankle sprain, Hamadou Diallo with ankle sprain. Thank God for Diallo's. It's only an ankle sprain because during that uh, Golden State Warriors game couple nights ago when he got hurt looked to be much more severe than that so it's very good news that he just has an ankle sprain and i should have looked this up and i didn't before this because i was trying to uh, get this postgame podcast podcast out to you guys but it, it actually looks like tiala is going to be reevaluated sooner than terrence ferguson is which is very surprising and is very good news um so they're both out with angles ankle sprains alex sabrina's you know, he came back last night against Charlotte. He played a while. Uh, tonight, he only played seven minutes. So it's obvious that he is not completely healthy. And then Russ just had twin babies. And it, if we're being completely honest, it kind of showed tonight. You know, he did not look himself. He looked rusty. He looked tired. And it just, it looked like he had been up for the past couple of nights with his twin babies. And I'm not saying that's the case. 
obviously that's probably not the case. And if Nina Westbrook, God forbid, listened to this podcast, she'd probably be very upset with me. <laughs> but that's just how it looked. Russ did not, did not have his best game. So just to read a couple stats off to you guys, the Thunder shot awful all night. They shot 103. That's one zero three field goals. They only hit 37 of them. That's a 35.9% uh, field goal percentage. That's not ideal. Meanwhile, the Nuggets didn't shoot necessarily much better, but they, sh- they only shot 95 field goals, and they hit 39 of those for 41.1%. And as sad as that sounds, that's kind of like that's the, the whole ideal of this game is that the Thunder... They didn't shoot well. They really didn't. You know, they only shot 9 of 39 from the three-point line. That's only 23.1%. Um, they shot 15 of 23 from the free-throw line, which is okay, but it's not ideal. You know, it's only 65%. When it comes to rebounds, total rebounds, they actually tied with the Nuggets at 54. Um, but they they won the offensive boards 19 to 15. They lost on the defensive side, uh, 39 for the Nuggets compared to 35 rebounds for the Thunder. Um, Assist-wise, the Nuggets converted 26 assists compared to the Thunder's 22. It was just one of those nights for the Thunder. So I'm just going to kind of go quarter by quarter for you guys here. Um, The first quarter, obviously, defense wasn't great. Um, Denver played and won last night against Orlando. They also had a back to back-to-back that I need to mention. They they won a 112-87. to 87. So they were also off of back-to-back, and they were also away. And they still were able to come out and play really well in the first half, and that's really was the difference in this game because the Thunder came out strong in the second half. They were able to convert a little more. They were able to play solid defense, and they actually won that second, second half, which I'll get into. But the Nuggets came in very strong in the first half, and that, that was really the difference of this entire game. Um, I thought Thunder had great ball movement. They really moved the ball well. Russ moved the ball well. Schroeder came in later in the first half. He didn't start again tonight. It was actually TLC who got the start. And it looked like Donovan, you know, after, I, I believe, last night against the Hornets, um, the bench only had 11 points for the, or excuse me, only had 13 points for the Thunder. And Diallo had, or not Diallo, goodness. <laughs> it's been a long night. I apologize. But uh, Burton, Deontay Burton came in, our two-way player, he had 11 of those 13 points. And so it seemed like Billy really wanted to bring in TLC and and bring uh, bring Schroeder off the bench, kind of get that spark for the Thunder. But it didn't really help. Um, the Thunder were only 2 of 13 from 3 in the, in the first quarter. Meanwhile, the Nuggets were 5 of 9. The Thunder were 8 of 25 from the field, while the Nuggets were 13 of 23 from the field. And that's just... Really, the story of the games I've been mentioning. The, the Thunder were not hitting their shots. Second quarter, it was kind of the same story. They weren't hitting their shots. Thunder looked stagnant. They weren't playing with the pace like they had been. They weren't playing disciplined. It, they weren't even boxing out. I mean, Plumley just came in behind Steven and behind Noel and just was getting rebounds all over the place, which is really frustrating because they've been so good about that, particularly during this this recent win, win streak where Steven and even Noel have been playing really, really well. They weren't boxing out. They just seemed tired. Um, I mentioned Steven. He was only he was 0-6 in the first half. And I really liked what Antonio Daniels said in the post-game podcast. Or, excuse not the podcast. The post-game um, analysis that he had on Fox Sports. And he said, you can't really blame that on Steven Adams because he came out in the second half. 
He played much better. It's not just on him. And he's been playing so well. He's he's really the glue guy for the Thunder team, as we talked about so much during this during our podcast. Um, and you can't really blame that on Steven. But he did have a rough first first half, and you can kind of blame that on having so many games in such a short period. However, the rest of the team didn't step up to help supplement that. Russ was only two of seven. PG was only five of twelve. Jeremy was one of four, and that's just that's not ideal. Uh, the Nuggets were up sixty-three to forty-two, and that was the least amount of points per the Thunder that the Thunder have scored in the first half of all the entire season. So. Thunder just weren't making shots. It's as simple as that. It was really frustrating. I was very frustrated watching that. Um, and I think a lot of that was due to the Thunder forcing shots. One thing that we haven't really seen a lot of this season is the Thunder forcing those shots like that, They're forcing those outside shots. Shooter's been playing so well off the ball. He's been shooting really, really well off the catch-and-threes, or catch-and-threes, catch-and-shoot three-pointers. But tonight he was kind of forcing. Uh, I felt Russ was forcing major. I mean, he really did not look good at all. And they come out, the Thunder come out in the third quarter. Um, and it, it was kind of the same story. Um, the, the Nuggets were up 79 to 66. Paul George had 16 points, nine assists, two rebounds. Russ had 16 points, but they were forced, as I mentioned. He just wasn't making any shots. He has six rebounds. He has seven assists. Schroeder had 13 points, but only had one assist. And However, OKC did outscore Denver 24-16 to 16 in the third, but they still only shot 31.6%. They're 5 of 20, 27 from three, which is just horrendous. And they were 13-21 of 21 from the free throw line. You've got to hit your free throws, particularly against a team like the Nuggets, who are in our division, and you really need Really need to beat this team. Um, fourth quarter, the Thunder got down to nine a couple times. The latest being 3.30 left in the fourth quarter. From there, they went on a run. They went on a couple runs. They got it down to six with three minutes and eight seconds left. They got down to five with two minutes and 11 seconds left. They just could not get over that hump. They could not finish when it mattered. It was super frustrating. Um, they did, however, win the fourth quarter by six points. So I think that's one thing to really take away from this game is they came out in the second half. Even if they weren't making their outside shots, they were convinced they were going to come out and at least try and finish out the rim. They're going to play like they have in the entire season. They're going to, they were going to play with pace. They were going to try and get reflections. Uh, they were going to play solid defense, and they did that in the second half. However, when you're down by 20-plus at the first half, it's hard to come back from, and that's really what this comes down to. You know, after I mentioned Steven. He, after going 0 for 6 in the first half, he went 6 for 8. He ended up with 12 points and 14 rebounds. Uh, he's tired. Like I mentioned, they played a lot of games in a short period. And you, you can't just rely on, on Steven to to make all you know to, to finish around the rim to keep boxing out those guys he needs help you know as 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 Antonio Daniels said on his his post game analysis with Fox Sports you can't really blame this on him you know 3 3 years ago we would have loved 12 points and 14 rebounds from Steven that was huge but this season we're used to him having you know 18 to anywhere from 25 points and you know 12 rebounds 13 rebounds 14 rebounds he's been playing incredible so this doesn't really rely on him but that first half with him not finishing around the basket really does hurt um we only had 15 assists at 15 assists in the second half only two turnovers and you know that was of 10 total turnovers so the second half they really did play better they focused on their ball handling they didn't turn the ball over nearly as much 
but that first half, you, you can't really dig it out of that. The Thunder were 37 of 103 field goals. 103 field goals. That's terrible. That's for 35.9% from the field. Meanwhile, the Nuggets shot 39 of 95. That's 41.1% from the field. Um, you know, the Thunder bench continued to struggle. They only had 13 points last night, and 11 of those came from our man, Deontay. I love Deontay Burton, but he had 11 of those points last night. 11 of 13 last night. Meanwhile, tonight, they did have 30, but that's only because Schroeder didn't start. He had 18 off the bench, and he got the majority of those points. Um, outside of Schroeder, only 12 points came from the bench from other non-starters. So... Obviously, Billy started shooter tonight, or excuse me, did not start shooter tonight, hoping that he would get the bench that's the spark they needed. That they didn't, they didn't really have last night against the Hornets. But even when he did play with the starters, even when he did come off the bench, it didn't really help. When we're this depleted, we don't have Fur, we don't have Diallo, we don't have, basically don't have Abrines. Um, you know, he wasn't really healthy, and obviously you don't have Dre. That just that really hurts his team. Both teams had 54 rebounds. I, I felt like in the second half, they they really uh, the Thunder really focused on rebounding, particularly Steven. You know he he was better, but regardless, when you have a guy like Jokic on the other side, yeah, that that's going to kill you, particularly in the first half when they got out rebounded. Um, so the meanwhile, the Nuggets. Uh, <laughs> I gotta be a little happy because uh, Jamal Murray, I have him on my fantasy team. He had 22 points, eight eight assists, eight rebounds. He played a great game. He got me a lot of points on fantasy, but I would much rather see him not play well in the Thunder to get the win. He just killed us. He lit us up. Jokic didn't play his best game. I believe I'm saying that right. Jokic, Jokic. Um, he had 16 points, six rebounds, five assists. When you're playing against Steven Adams, he's going going to limit you regardless. And maybe that was part of, of Steven's first half. You know, I said he went 0 for 6, but you know, he's really focusing on the defensive end. I guess a guy like Jokic, who is a really good offensive player, he held him for the most part, and that's that's really good to see. But that would make sense why maybe Steven wasn't playing his best in the second half, or excuse me, in the first half and wasn't finishing around the rim. Um, so you got to count on those other guys to step up, like Russ and Schroeder and PG. And unfortunately, there weren't enough guys who did step up to help with that. Uh, Hernan Gomez, he's been playing really, really well for them this season. He had 15 points and 8 rebounds. Meanwhile, off the bench, bench that's what's, what really hurt us, was Trey Lyles. He had 16 points, 4 rebounds, 1 assist. Uh, he was 6-6 six six from the field, which is just absurd. He hit both of his 3-pointers. He played really, really well and really killed us. Meanwhile, I want to say Miles Plumlee, but it's Mason. It's his brother. There's so many damn Plumleys in the lead, in the league that uh, it's hard to keep up with. But Mason Plumlee played really, really well tonight. He has 11 points, seven rebounds, uh, two assists. But a lot of those came in the first half when he really just was getting backdoor passes. Uh, he was wide open a lot of the time. The Thunder just weren't really focused on him and on the defensive end, particularly in the first half, and it killed us. So the Thunder have three days off before they face the Cavs on Wednesday. That's really good because I feel like this team really needs it. They they looked like a team who had played a lot of games in a short period, who were on the second night of a back-to-back, and they just they didn't have. They weren't making their shots like they typically do, like they're used to. Um, now, the Cavs have beat Philly and Houston in past days, and they also gave OKC a good game the last time they played. 
OKC only won by nine. That was November 7th. So this is a decent team who, if you're not focused for, they can come out and beat you. Antonio Daniels was talking about this. I, I mentioned him earlier. Um, I was listening to their their post-game analysis on Fox Sports, and he was talking about them. And he said what happened with that Philly team, what happened with the Rockets, they just they looked at the record of the Cavaliers, and they weren't ready. You know, they, they saw a team who – who was struggling, and they just came out, tried to coast, and they lost this game, and that or lost that game. That's kind of like the Thunder with this game. You know, they they came out kind of tired, seemed to overlook uh, the the Nuggets, and that hurts us, particularly because they're in our, our conference or in our division, and it's as you guys know, it's a very tight Western Conference. You know, before tonight, we were tied for first place between the cap or the Clippers and Memphis Grizzlies for first place in the Western Conference for the first time since, you know, in like two or three, or I believe it was like three years, uh, if the stat I saw was correct. Meanwhile, um, they lose this game, and they're going to drop back down to tied for second in the West. So we, we really need to come out here. We, we, we need these three days of rest, first of all, to get our guys healthy. And then we need to come out focused and ready for these Cavaliers and to go on a win streak because the Thunder really have a really good shot to to win a bunch of games here. It's, it's a really weak schedule up until like mid December when they when the schedule starts to pick up a little bit a little bit against some playoff teams. So they let's see um, they play the Hawks two days after the Cavaliers. They play the Pistons after that. They play the Nets after that. Who do not have uh, Karis Levert, which is a big thing. They play the Bulls after the Nets. They play the Jazz, who have been struggling major. I mean, the, the Jazz have really been struggling. Um, that's the team we can come out and beat. And then finally, they play the Pelicans and Clippers. The, that Clippers game's on December uh, 15th. So, I mean, that's that's those are a lot of games that the Thunder should be able to win. They should come out, they should come out uh, ready to play, and they should win those games and if they do so they should be on top of the west again for when this schedule gets a lot more difficult like i mentioned post that uh, post 12 15 which is that clippers clippers game so we have to get these guys healthy like hamadou diallo and terrence ferguson we have to win these games we're supposed to while they are getting healthy and i think from there um you know, like I said, the schedule gets a lot more tough but it's really exciting because i think there's a lot to be excited about with this team so just some Twitter questions that I have. I was going to to go through these here. Let's see. I'm going to the uncontested Twitter account. Our guy Kamiar. <laughs> he uh, he gave me some funny questions. Do you find me attractive? Um, yes, Kamiar. You're you're an, an attractive person. I really like your tattoos. They're cool. But uh, that that's all I have on that. I'm like gay. I'm married. But love you. You're the man. You guys need to go follow his podcast. He has a podcast that he has. If, if, if you're an OU fan, he has a OU podcast that he does uh, after every OU game and also once a week, kind of like we do with the Thunder. And uh, if you guys follow that OU West Virginia game, that was just absolutely crazy last night. You guys need to follow him, listen to his podcast, because he has some really good analysis there. Uh, my guy Clark Matthews, he said, TLC and Robertson play a game of horse. <laughs> Does someone get to HOR before the sun implodes? <laughs> um, I'm going to say yes, because I think Robertson would just, you know, he's been practicing on a, on a bad knee. Um, he's been hitting his shots 
obviously uncontested, no pun intended. I think in a game of horse, he would do really well, and I think he would beat TLC. That's a really good question. Um, Jack Kennedy, he is at the real Jack seven three. He said, "If Russ three point brick barrage makes us win twelve fifteen again, does that mean it's an L, an okay L to take?" So I think what he's talking about is Russ's shot selection tonight, which was just awful. And I'm just going to touch on that a little bit. I do not condone tonight's uh, three point barrage, as he put it. The Thunder were much better, and they've been winning those games the past couple games. Where Russ has been sharing the wealth. When when Schroeder is not uh, is getting points, but also getting assists. When PG is doing the same. When Russ is, or excuse me, when Stephen Adams is getting more shot attempts, I think that is when the Thunder are at their best. I I really want to see Stephen continue to get the ball in the second half. I'm a big component of Stephen Adams uh, getting more shot attempts. And even them running the second offense through him. I think that's been really big these past couple na- games and during this, these past couple win streaks that we've had is running that offense through Steven, throwing it to him in the post, and then him kicking out to three-point shooters uh, or you know taking it to the rack and either getting fouled or scoring. So I would like to see more of that. But no, rush shooting those three-pointers is not sustainable. I will say, though, I think as he gets more adjusted, as he gets more uh, acclimated and gets more in shape, I think he's going to look much better. He's going to be shooting more. He's going to be scoring more. And even if we don't want him shooting those three-pointers, he's going to start making those again. I think when Russ is able to find that balance between distributing like he has been the past couple games and finding his stroke like he tried to find tonight, which he did a very poor job of, I think that's when the Thunder are going to be at their best. Let's see. Had a couple different tweets here. Um, someone trying to look at all these different questions that I had because I had a, you guys uh, replied to a couple different tweets. Let's see. Is Westbrook getting sleep um, from PGI3 season? So PG13 season. That's a really good question. Like I said, I, I really hope he is. I hope he's getting sleep with the twins. There's no telling. We don't look. We don't know their family, but I think it's – I really do. It, it, it's unfair to blame that on the twins. You know, Westbrook is – what this all what this is all about is him come, trying to come back, trying to get back into game shape with his ankle injury, with his uh, – you know, obviously his kids being born like this question talked about. It's, it's him trying to get back into game shape, trying to run the floor again, and finishing at the rim. I wouldn't be surprised here in a month if we're talking about how explosive Russ looks again, him shooting his three-point shot, um, his shot looking better. So I don't think it's anything to be really worried about. And then outside of that, uh, I have one more. Joshua Palmer, he asked me, uh, is Burton a regular part of the rotation now? And I think that's a really good question. That's something we need to talk about. I mentioned earlier in the podcast, Burton was a, had 11 of the bench's 13 points last night against the Hornets. Tonight he did have he still did have a good game. He had a eight points and two rebounds. He was four or six from the field. He misses one three point attempt, but he really did. He he's aggressive. He's kind of like Diallo. You know, he kind of reminds me of Diallo in that sense that he's going after rebounds. He's going after uh, he, he's, he's attacking the basket. He's fearless, and that's really really cool to see. Particularly like Billy says, you know. You can play him anywhere. You can play him anywhere from the, the two to the four. You know, he can play shooting guard. He can play 
um, small forward. He can play power forward. And if you if you really want it, you can put him in, in as a five and play super small ball. But I don't think the Thunder are going to do that. But to answer your question, um, I think he has earned minutes. And I would not be surprised, you know, post-trade deadline, if the Thunder are not able to find a shooter or maybe another big man or whatever they're looking for come buyout market. I could see where they would convert his contract to a full contract um, rather than a two-way contract. I would really like to see Burton to to get on that and be able to play the entire season because he's you know he's been playing a lot and he's he's going to be pushing his 45 days here on that two-way contract um, here soon. So they're going to have to do something whether you know they have a roster roster spot open right now. I'm not sure if they will you know sign him to that that last contract or what they will do but I really feel they should keep him on the roster on the full uh the full or the thunder roster not the blue roster so yeah um that's that's the last question that I have you guys gave me some good twitter questions as I mentioned thunder have a kind of Week schedule coming up. We only have two games next week. It's going to be a little slow compared to this past week where he had four and the, the week before that where he had four. So keep tuning in. Keep listening to us. We'll be back at you guys with a a group podcast on Tuesday. We're talking about some themes, you know, maybe the wing rotation, like we talked about Burton and TLC, uh, getting Diallo and Ferguson and Dre healthy. We'll be talking about, you know, Russ and his shooting inefficiencies and some things like that so be sure to stay tuned keep listening to us we really appreciate you guys and your support it's been awesome particularly with these post game podcasts you guys have been sharing you guys have been listening we really appreciate that thunder have looked awesome they were due for one bad game unfortunately game against it came against a team like the nuggets who are in our division which can come back to bite us here later on the season but the Thunder continue to play and stick to their identity when it comes to pace, uh, playing at a high pace, and playing high defense, getting deflections, getting steals, we'll be all right. So hang, hang in there, Thunder fans. Let's try and get healthy, and we will see you guys next week. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. 
MyPatriotSupply.com.